Welcome to a very mindful podcast, the mindfulness podcast at the Center for Innovation of Leiden University. Here we talk about the theory of mindfulness, meditation and mental health and practice together with the help of guided meditations. Today, together with Kiki Vreling, we will talk about mindful leadership and how mindfulness can help us deal with change. Kiki is an experienced mindful leadership trainer with a master's in business administration and post-academic education in mindfulness and Buddhist psychology with several years of experience in consulting and training. I'm your host, Nicole, and I wish you a mindful time in the following episode. Before we begin, a little bit more about Kiki, as she was surprised by the fact that focus and the inside meditation and the cognitive model were not fundamental part of leadership or business education. Therefore, she designed her own program on personal mindful leadership, which is about being your best self and being able to be flexible yet strong in what is asked for in a given situation. This, of course, requires a great deal of self-awareness, focus and insight leading to know how you can work with instead of against yourself and create an impact. Kiki also works in various leadership programs of organizations and at business schools and among her clients are the Erasmus University Rotterdam, the Rotterdam School of Management, Executive Education and the Asian Leadership Institute as well as the AOG School of Business. And not only does she combine her two interests in work, but also in research. She researched the perceived effects of a mindful leadership course on leadership capabilities at the Radboud University in cooperation with the Erasmus University Rotterdam. And the program Kiki offers evokes a leadership that steps out of the ordinary. She strongly advocates the practice of mindfulness in relation to business settings, and that's exactly what we're interested here today. So hi, Kiki. It's so nice to have you here virtually. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. So I'd like to dive right in and ask you how you define mindfulness and how do you think it is becoming an increasing part in society? Great. Yeah, thank you for that question. I, I actually like that because a lot of people don't really know what mindfulness is. So um, I use a few definitions. They're all somewhat the same, but I use a few. So mindfulness is defined by John Kabat-Zinn, who is the founder of the mindfulness-based stress reduction, as paying attention in a certain way. So self-chosen, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. Um, and by that I mean like self-chosen, it's on purpose. So you choose the topic that you focus on. You know, we all have our monkey minds, but it's just the, 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 the topic or it can be your breath or it can be a conversation that you really focus on. So in the present moment, we are really good at thinking about the past or the future, but it is about the present moment and not judge, judgmentally. Now, I think this is the tricky part because when you start to become aware of your experiences then you start to become aware of how many judgments you have um, and then actually the trick is to also be not judgmental about your judgments um, and another definition that I like is um, the non-judgmental awareness of the inner and outer world so uh, what you're experiencing actually um, why I think it's becoming um, so important today in this world is because actually of uh, three things. 
Um, we have this increasing amount of impulses today, of which we all to, of, to which we all want to react on. We have an increased pressure that our lives needs to be perfect. And there's no imposed or regulated rest anymore. So by the first, I mean like this enormous amount of impulses. You, I mean, I think everybody recognizes we have social media, there's Netflix, there's uh, office of webinars, podcasts, there is um, billboards on the street. There's just so many things that draw our attention. And that has, as a result, our attention is scattered. We don't focus. Um, we do multiple things at once. And um, if we multitask, because that's of, often what we do, huh? we, we multitask them because of those many impulses. Um, we actually are not very happy. There's a research, I don't know if you know this one, from Killingsworth and Gilbert. And the title is A Wandering Mind is Not a Happy Mind. And actually what they researched is um, that when your attention is so scattered, when your focus is all over the place, you're, you're, you're actually unhappy. You can, it's better to do even do a task that you don't like, <laughs> but you're completely focused <laughs> than, to have, than to have this scattered attention. Um, and I think this is also what is happening in our world today. And we also want to be happy. You know, we see on social media, people post only the beautiful things, right? So every life seems to be perfect. Um, so this brings me to my, my second point, like this increased pressure of that our lives needs to be perfect. There's no room for um, negativity. There's no room for grief or sorrow, but, but these are human experiences. Um, so we have this increased pressure to be perfect and then if our mind is wandering off, we're not happy and then we also see it as our own fault because we also think that we can control life a lot. And so these are the, the, the first and the second thing and I think is the reason why mindfulness is so popular right now. But then also the, the third point is there's no imposed um, pause. There's no rest anymore. I mean, when I was younger, <laughs> I sound really old now, but I mean, on a Sunday, you didn't really do anything, maybe apart from sports or, but there weren't any shops and, and, and we didn't have internet or we didn't have web shops. So, but now everything is 24 seven available all the time. So we have to be really disciplined now to not have all these impulses or to really take that rest or pause for ourselves, But we don't do that because it's so, they're so, um, they're so nice, all these impulses, right? I mean, it, it, it really like, yeah, it's fun and it's, it's short time fun, but it's, um, so it, it's difficult for us to take that rest. So I think that's the reason why mindfulness is so popular these days. Yes, I agree. Also, because these impulses seem very instant and available on our phones mm. and we have them on us all the time. And you mentioned at the beginning that mindfulness is the cultivation of a non-judgmental mind as defined by Dr. Kabat-Zinn. And I think mm -hmm. that also correlates with the impulses you described. As we know that 
they might cause some distress within us and we know that we should sometimes put the phone away and therefore we might develop some sort of judgment towards ourselves as it becomes difficult to spend time with our inner world and to observe the changes within us and around us and through mm -hmm. this I'd like to ask you and dive into my second question relating to mindfulness and change um, do you think that mindfulness can help us deal with change and mm. if so how oh I think definitely oh I'm actually sure because you know change is natural change is everything changes constantly but um, we don't like change <laughs> it's yes. painful well you know we like the change that we choose ourselves if, if I choose to, to for example get another job or live abroad or uh, then it's fun but if but change happens to us uh, a lot and and it's actually part of life but we resist it we often really resist change and um, And the reason is because it, it's not the way we want it to be. So the situation is not the way we want it to be. And if we resist change, then we create tension. So stress or tension arises when the situation isn't the way we want it to be. And mindfulness helps um, in a way that we learn to create this equanimity. We learn how to tend to it with a calm mind, tend to the change with a calm mind um, and to be not judgmental about it. So to see the change <laughs> and to, um, to work with it instead of to work against it. Um, it also helps us mindfulness because, you know, it gives an insight in how our, how our mind works and if we can see how our mind works we understand it and we know where we can influence ourselves and how to better deal with change so how we do not limit ourselves hmm yes yeah i agree definitely change is natural and often uncomfortable and when it is external we oftentimes fight or resist it just as you said and i recently read this book by um professor hillary handel And um, it's called It's Not Always Depression. And even mm -hmm. though it is from a psychotherapeutic perspective, it also explains clearly how and why our emotions are valid and how we resist them. And I really liked it because um, mm -hmm. it gives a reader a handy tool to um, deal with change. And it gives this tool is called the change triangle and how to cope with change in our everyday lives. And I recommend it because, um, yeah, I think especially in difficult times like these, it's sometimes good to get some strategy <laughs> served um, from the outside. Um, but I wanted to ask you that I think, especially during uncertain times, um, it is important to reflect on change that is going on within us. And for me personally, it helped to find some constants to deal with change, family and friends, for example. And As a previous team leader, I can definitely say that mindfulness has helped me to approach situations more mindfully and to approach my colleagues with empathy and mm -hmm. compassion. And I wanted to ask you how leaders can maybe use mindfulness to support their teams and improve their skills and how it can be beneficial for leaders in general. 
Yeah, that, that's actually a beautiful question. I did also um, uh, research on that um, uh, question. So how, how can mindfulness, or what is the effect of mindfulness on, on their capabilities? Um, and um, what I think is very important that mindfulness is a way to understand human nature. So when we just talked about change, it's it's normal to resist change. It's it's uh, you're not weird if you <laughs> if you resist change. It maybe it, I mean it's it doesn't really help you, mm-hmm. but it it's not a weird thing. So um, what I like also about mindfulness is that it gives you um, it allows you to mm. be to really be yourself with every negative emotions that you no, emotion that you have mm-hmm. and it's and I think that is very important so mindfulness can help leaders in two ways um, they understand themselves better and they understand their um, employees better um, so their teams and um, for example uh, what I've learned from this study, also from the consulting company Bain, is that what employees actually really valued in their leaders is centeredness. So, um, and this is what mindfulness, of course, is actually about being really present, being really centered, mm-hmm. being really there. Um, mm-hmm. And like I, what I said about, you know, this, these, there are two things. Um, in this leaders can understand themselves better so they can create more resilience they can create a better focus they can mm-hmm. um, create or it helps to strengthen their uh, emotional intelligence um, and also their their trust mm-hmm. in themselves but with that they can also be like a role model for their teams and they can support their teams better because they're more aware of what they what their employees actually need. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, in, 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 in difficult times, we don't actually really need a solution from our boss or our leader. We just want them to be there and to have and that they trust us and that we that we are allowed to make mistakes and that we feel safe and and this is what mindfulness also helps build mm-hmm. uh, trust, trust in yourself, trust in others, being there with someone who is going through a difficult time, mm-hmm. allowing emotions to be without, you know, resisting yes. them, um, knowing how to actually mm-hmm. respond to difficult situations. So. Um, in my research, we found that there actually were four things, or we could we categorize it in four things. That was um, attitude towards self, behavior towards self, attitude towards others, and behavior towards others. Mm-hmm. So, for example, being more open and friendly to yourself and, and, and really um, build um, uh, behavior that helped. So, um, taking a break more often. Or doing one thing at a time, not just you know doing all, not just multitask, mm-hmm. but doing one thing at a time, and towards others also, uh, being aware of impact on others, allowing difficult uh, emotions with others, and being capable of 
you know, really supporting others and, and um, communicating more clearly. It's actually a very important subject to have in leadership courses. Because it, because it, is, a, it is actually a skill, a supporting skill to so many other skills. Mm, yes, thank you for sharing and yeah, allowing your emotions to be as they are and supporting others. I think that's um, a good summary. And can I ask you how you stay centered through a screen these days? How <laughs> to stay centered through a screen? <laughs> well, um, this is a nice one because uh, you didn't prepare me with this question, right? So this. <laughs> So I now, to, I now have to think on my feet. <laughs> so how do I stay centered? Um, don't panic if, if you don't know the answer. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> um, well, you know what, 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 this is maybe a joke, but um, what I've really heard from leaders also is, um, share your human experience so we're all going through a difficult time so um when there when there is a lot of background noise or there is stress in the house or you just feel stressed you can share that with your team we are not actually robots we're all humans and um Discussing the fact that you have these experiences creates a connection with your team. What we often do in our um, webinars or is uh, do a, an internal weather report. So how are you? Can you say that in three or one word? How, 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 what's your state right now? Um, and that really helps because it just allows us to be to really be here. To, to, with our whole self and I don't know if you know Frédéric Laloux but he talks also about bringing your whole self uh, into work I mean we can't just bring a small part into work we are this complete human so if we allow that if we're not ashamed of the fact that you know maybe we're stressed or we don't know the answer or we um we're completely fed up with COVID or whatever, then, then that actually helps. Um, it's also about allowing yourself to be vulnerable and showing that vulnerability. Mm, thank you. The point when you mentioned bringing your complete human to the conversation stuck with me most during what you just shared and I wanted to thank you deeply for being here today and sharing your knowledge on mindful leadership and change with us I'm very grateful to have been able to talk to you thank you and I would like to let you go with a last question why do you think mindfulness matters I think it matters because it supports us in living a life that has less suffering and a life that is happier, more satisfying. Um, and it teaches us the way how to be ourselves and by that we can flourish and reach our potential. <laughs>